0: Hey everyone, welcome and thanks for tuning into our podcast. Good morning, Ocean Way. I want to wish you a happy Easter. Can you say this with me? He's alive. Come on, look at somebody next to you. Tell them, say, He's alive. That's why we're here today. We're here to celebrate our resurrected Savior. So here's what I want you to do today. I know we're, we're, we're celebrating Easter in such a different way and it's such a, a different time in our nation, But but would you interact with me right now? Would you take in the chat, if you're on YouTube, if you're on Facebook, maybe you're watching YouTube and you're doing Facebook at the same time, would you chat in there and say, He's alive. Come on now, put that in the chat and just encourage people around you. I just believe that God's got something for you today. He's put a word in my heart and I just believe it's gonna bring encouragement. Do you need encouragement today? Do you need God to show up and do something special in your life today? I just believe, here's my prayer, that whatever room you're in, if you're in your living room, hopefully you're not in the bathroom. But if you're in the kitchen, if you're in the break room, if you're in your car, wherever you are, I just pray that God would fill that room with his presence and that you would experience the love story. The love story is the story of Jesus and how he has impacted our lives. The entire gospel is a love story. Remember the Bible says, for God so loved. He loved the world that he did what he gave Jesus so that we could be alive. And today, we're gonna to talk about his resurrection. So if you have your Bible today or you're looking in the version notes, look with me in John chapter 20. John chapter 20, verse one, it says this. Early on the first day of the week, while it was still dark, Mary Magdalene went up to the tomb and saw that the stone had been removed from the entrance. So she came running to Simon Peter and to the other disciple. The one Jesus loved. Understand this. We are reading the gospel of John. And this is John's perspective. And John calls himself the other disciple. John talks about himself in that third person. And he says he's the other disciple. And he's running. And Peter's running. And they're running towards the tomb. And it says that they were running. And as they were running to the tomb, so Peter... And the other disciple, as they ran, they both were running, but the other disciple, you know the other one, John? John outran Peter, and he reached the tomb first. Verse 5, it says he bent over, and he looked in at the, at the strips of linen lying there, but did not go in. Then Simon Peter came along behind him and went straight into the tomb. He saw the strips of linen lying there, and as well as the cloth that had been wrapped around Jesus's head. The cloth was still lying in its place, separate from the linen. Finally, the other disciple, who had reached the tomb first, also went inside. And he saw, and he believed. He did what? He saw, and he believed. What did he see? He saw the linen strips that were right in place. The way that John describes the story, the way that he depicts the story, it's as if the body of Jesus evaporated from the, the linen cloths and all the ointments that have been rubbed all over him. It was like there was a cocoon shell that was there and Jesus had been lifted up and as he saw it, what he saw is what caused him to believe. Verse nine, it says, they still didn't understand that the scripture said that Jesus would rise from the dead then the disciples did what they went back to where they were staying today i want to talk to you about the empty tomb today i just want to declare that if there is an empty tomb then there is a live jesus when there is an empty tomb there is a jesus that is alive the love story is alive because the tomb is empty and today you know we're, we're in this building and this building is empty but you know something this building is not the church you are the church. People are the church. And Jesus came so that we could be filled, so that our lives could, could live. And, and what we're talking about today is the very fact that an empty tomb means that the love story that Jesus lived out continues to live in our hearts and our lives. Jesus then appears to Mary. If we skip down to verse 19 of John chapter 20, it says this. The day was Sunday, and that same evening, the followers together. So the same day that Mary went to the tomb and, and went to cover Jesus' body when she discovered that the tomb was rolled away, the entrance, and, and when the disciples had ran towards Jesus that very same night, it says they had they they were together and that the doors were locked because they were afraid. They were afraid of the Jewish leaders, and suddenly, can you say suddenly? You know, suddenly, in the midst of that room that was locked, it says that Jesus was standing there among them. And he said, peace be with you. After he had said this, he showed them his hands and his side. And the disciples were overjoyed. They rejoiced when they saw the Lord. Then Jesus said again, peace be with you. It was the Father who sent me and I am now sending you in the same way. Then he did this, he breathed on them. He did what? He breathed on them. Right now, people are wearing masks. You don't want anybody to breathe on them because we don't want what's on each other to get on each other. But in this moment, Jesus breathes on the disciples and he says, receive the Holy Spirit. See, these disciples were in a room. They were all together. And that day they were afraid. They were afraid that the Jewish leaders were gonna step in. I want you to understand something. Fear locks the door, but love finds a way. When fear tries to lock the door to keep us safe on the inside, love finds a way to appear in the midst of fear. See, I don't know about you, but there's moments in life where, where we try to lock things so that because we're afraid that's it's on the outside, why do we lock a door? Because we don't want something on the outside getting on the inside. So we lock the door for safety. There are moments in our lives that we've got to realize that God wants to step into that place. He wants to step into the middle of our fears. Now, right now, fear's a real deal. I'm not going to discount it some of us are are highly afraid to go out we are we are under lockdown by our by our our leaders they're saying hey socially distance yourself you know when you go outside wear a mask and when you go out into public i don't know if you've been out in public like i've been out in public and i'm wearing a mask out in public and and i'm and i'm walking through and i'm just picking up some groceries here and there and and i'm looking around and people don't have a mask there's a part of me that wonders. Do they have it? Do they have it? Do they have it? And these are, these are thoughts that go through our minds. We've got to realize that fear is a real deal. Fear is all around us. But Jesus stands in the middle of fear, and it's those moments that when we're afraid that we've got to realize that God is greater, that his presence is greater than what's going on around us. See, fear has to go when God shows up. It's fear that tries to keep us keep us in a locked in a place that, that something can't get in. There was a couple years ago, and here, here here's what I do. I don't know, but you go through this routine. But as your pastor, here's what I do. At night, before I go to bed, I go through this checklist in my mind. And one thing I always think, did I lock my car? Did I lock my car? Because my car sometimes does not have automatic locks that lock itself when I leave. Sometimes it does, sometimes it doesn't. I don't know why it does that, but sometimes it's open. So I, I try to go by after taking out the dogs and and always lock the car door and hit the button and hear it go off because I wanna make sure that the car is locked. You say, pastor, why do you do that? The reason why I do that is because a couple of years ago, I got a knock on the door of my house about two o'clock in the morning and there was a flashlight outside the door and I just kind of stumbled out, stumbled downstairs and, and went to the front door and there was a police officer there and I'm like, oh my goodness, what went wrong? And he said, sir, can you come with us? And I'm like, great. And I go out there and, and walk outside and walk outside the house. And I realized that, that I had left my car door open and somebody got inside. See, an open door is just an invitation. And I didn't lock the door. So I opened it. What was on the outside got on the inside. See, some of us are outside and we're thinking, man, I'm just afraid of this thing called COVID-19. I don't want it to get on the inside, but what I've got to realize is that I just need to socially distance myself from fear. Let me help you out. Everyone's talking about social distance. You got these lines in grocery stores. You got these lines in places where you're supposed to stand a certain distance away from somebody and stay apart from somebody so that what's on them won't get on you. I would encourage you to do this. Socially distance yourself from fear. Because when we distance ourselves from fear, what's in fear can't get on us. See, sometimes our fear, and I, I don't know about you, but, but I'm watching TV sometimes, and if I watch too much of the news, I get discouraged. I get discouraged, and I start thinking, and these different thoughts go through my mind, and those things ramp up this thing called fear. But if I distance myself from those things... If I take a step back and, and realize it, if I distance myself from fear, then fear can't get on me. But if I get close to my Jesus, understand this. Jesus did what? It said, suddenly. Drop that in the chat right now. Suddenly. Come on, tell somebody. Suddenly. Come on, yell it in your house. Suddenly. Come on, wake up. Somebody's still asleep. Suddenly. What happened? Jesus stood right in the middle of what? Fear. See, I just believe that today, on Easter Sunday, if you're at home and fear is gripping your heart, if you would distance yourself from fear and step closer to Jesus, guess what? You will see him suddenly show up. And when he suddenly shows up, the atmosphere can change. Everything can change. Everything will shift and everything will change. Why? Because when he shows up, everything has to move. See, Jesus suddenly stands in the midst of this room full of men that are gripped with fear and the door is locked because they think the Jewish leader is going to come after them next. But when Jesus stands there, listens to what he says. He says, peace be with you. Oh. What an amazing thing. In the midst of a scary, fearful situation, Jesus shows up, and the first thing he says to them is, peace be with you. He's declaring to them safety and security and prosperity. That's what that word peace means. He's telling them that that peace be with you. You know what he's saying to them? He's saying, I'm with you, so peace is with you. You know what that tells me? That tells me wherever Jesus is, that's where peace is. Come on, think about that. Wherever my Jesus is, that's where my peace is. If I would just distance myself from fear, if I would draw close to Jesus, what did the disciples do? They they ran towards the tomb. They were looking for him. They looked down. They only saw the, the wrappings, and they believed. But in the midst of that room, when they were locked up, when they were afraid, it says suddenly Jesus showed up, and suddenly he says this, peace be with you. See, I just believe... That the peace of God is enough. That Jesus is enough to step into the midst of our situation. He is enough to step in and to do more than we can ever imagine. See, John wants us to see that Jesus suddenly shows up. John writes and he wants us to see that Jesus instantly is there and speaks peace into their lives. See, if we look in the the gospel of Luke, if we look at Luke's account of the gospel, I love this part. Because Luke says this in Luke chapter 24. Catch the part that I love. I hope you can catch it. Lean in. Luke 24, 37 says, they were startled and frightened. He said they were afraid when Jesus showed up. When he showed up, they were afraid, thinking they saw a ghost. That's not the part that stood out to me. He said to them, why are you so troubled? And why why do doubts rise in your minds? Look at my hands and my feet. It is I myself. He's like showing himself. He says, touch me and see a ghost doesn't have flesh and bones and as you can see I have and while they were still they still didn't believe because they were they were they were rejoicing they were filled with joy they were amazed at what they were seeing they were stunned they were astonished but here's what Jesus said here's what stood out to me he says this do you have anything to eat come on now He says, do you have any? Jesus shows up. He speaks, peace be with you. And Luke wants us to know that the next thing he asks, you're like, do you have anything to eat? See, they gave him a piece of broiled fish, it says, and he took it and he ate it in their presence. So remember this. Remember when we could go to a restaurant and sit down and order a meal and eat it in the restaurant? Remember when we could actually go there and sit down and enjoy the company of those people around us? There's something powerful about having a meal with somebody. Something powerful in this moment. Jesus had, in in all of his appearances to disciples, the majority of his appearances after the resurrection all centered around the meal. All centered around eating with somebody. See, something happened when he picked up that fish and he ate it and they realized, wait a minute, this is Jesus. He is alive. He can speak peace into my situation. He is able to do more than we can ever imagine. He's not just the guy that speaks to the winds and the waves. He's the one that gets up out of the grave. Come on, let me declare to you, fear locks the door, and then Jesus, he suddenly shows up, and peace enters the room, and everybody's response is joy. Come on now. The Bible says that the disciples, when they saw Jesus, they rejoiced. When they saw Jesus and and Jesus did what? He suddenly stepped into the middle of that room. They were filled with fear. Joy filled the room. Peace filled the room. You know something? When we gather together, when this COVID-19 thing passes, and let me tell you, It's going to pass. When it finally leaves, when we get together, there's going to be some rejoicing. There's going to be some eating. There's going to be some fun times together. I just want to tell you, this room is empty. The tomb is empty. But the church is alive. The church is alive because Jesus is alive. Do you love him? Come on now. I can't wait to get together. I can't wait till we gather. But the simple truth is this. When it comes to gathering. You know, sometimes when, we, when we're gone for a long time, just recently my oldest son, he, he came home from school in Europe and when I saw him, I could see him online, I could see him like, like you can see me right now through the screen, but when I got together, when I got to see him, when I got to reach out and give him a hug, guess what? That's when rejoicing takes place. I wanna tell you, one day we're gonna see Jesus. Here's the problem, some of us, we're not looking for Jesus. We're looking for everything else. The simple truth is this, that you can find what you're looking for, but some of us just need help seeing the obvious. You know, when it comes to Easter, uh, some of you will do this this year, and you, you do this every year. You do this Easter egg hunt. We do Easter egg hunts here at the church, and maybe you got an Easter egg, again. Basket from us, and and when it comes to Easter eggs, we do this. We throw these things out, we put them all over the place, and we spread them. And then we tell our kids, Get ready, get ready, get ready. You get to hunt some eggs. And here's what happens we got a four year old or five year old, and they're like wandering around looking for the egg, and they can't find the egg. And you play this game with them, You're like it's hotter. It's hotter, you're getting hotter, you're getting hotter, you're getting hotter, and they keep going, they go, oh, you're on fire! Right now, you're on fire! They look around and you can't see it, and they're like, look down! And that five-year-old sees the obvious for the first time. Can I just declare to you the obvious? Jesus has not left you. God has not disappeared. He's not taken this world for granted. Jesus is still on the throne, he is alive, he is well, he is moving, come on, that's a great place to rejoice. He's got more in store for you. Sometimes we just need to open up our eyes and stop looking for for what's around us and start looking for who lives inside of us because his name is Jesus and he's got a greater plan for us. See, right now, maybe, just maybe, you're looking for the wrong things. Can I encourage you would you social distance yourself from fear and would you start looking for Jesus because when you seek him the bible says you will find him and when you find him you'll know him and you will be filled with with more of him see what we focus on will either cause us to fear and lose our peace or give us peace and cause us to rejoice if we focus On what's happening around us then fear can get on us but if we focus on who lives inside of us then Jesus can do what he can bring peace to us someone needs to hear this today you can have perfect peace in the midst of your fear Jesus stood this is the greatest thing he stood in this room and the room was filled with a group of men And they were afraid of the Jewish leaders. They were afraid of what was on the outside. They were afraid of what the world could bring to them. But Jesus stood in the midst of their fear. And he said this, Peace be with you. See, when we experience Jesus, we experience joy, we experience love, we find his peace. Jesus walked into that room. And right now, I believe he's walking into your room. He's walking into your living room. He's walking into your your workroom, whatever room you're in right now. I just believe that Jesus is walking in, and when he stands in the middle of your room, suddenly you're going to find peace. You're going to find everything that you need. See, the love story, the love story of Jesus is a story of living on purpose. Look what Jesus does a second time. Not just once, but twice. He declares this. Peace be with you. And when he declares peace be with you, he says this. He says, so as the Father has sent me, so am I sending you in the same way. And then he did what? He breathed on them. He did what? He breathed on them. And he said receive receive the holy spirit the same breathe on them that we see in the scripture is the same breathing that we see in the book of genesis when god takes the shell of a man and he forms him out of the the dust of the ground and he looks down and man is created in his image and god does what god breathes into his nostrils, and man becomes a living being. God breathes and what's in God becomes in man. and man is alive. And in this moment, Jesus breathes. And he breathes on the disciples. And he says, receive, and he brings life to them. It's the same words. It's the same phrase. It's used in the book of Ezekiel when there's a valley of dry bones. And God says, prophesy, prophesy, Ezekiel, prophesy to the bones. And God breathes on them. And they come alive, and they become a living army, a living, moving, breathing army. Jesus came into this world to breathe life into this world so that what's in him could be in us. What's in him could be in us and spread to the world around us. Jesus wants his love to be contagious. Jesus, breathe on me. Come on, Ocean Way. A fearful world needs a fearless church. Jesus, breathe on me so that you can use me to reach the world around me, so that people around me can be alive. Maybe today you're, you're watching this Easter service. Maybe you've stumbled into the service, or maybe you're in a room with family, and you're far away from Jesus. See, our prayer is this, our prayer is so simple. Jesus, bring people that are lost and far away from you close, because when we are close to Jesus, we find peace. When we are close to Jesus, we find life. When we are close to Jesus, we experience his love because he came so that you could have life. So I want to ask you today, if you're far away from him, would you make a decision to move close? Maybe you're far away. Maybe there's something that separated you from him. Maybe you just need to come back to him. In this moment, you can come back. In this moment, you can find life. In this moment you can find his presence by simply deciding to follow Jesus so I want to pray for you it's a simple prayer and as we pray this together you can pray it in your heart and I just believe that Jesus's presence is gonna fill the room where you're at Jesus's presence is gonna fill your life It's as if God is going to breathe fresh life into you and fear is going to go and discouragement is going to go and doubt is going to go and everything like that is going to go and Jesus himself is going to come and live in you. So pray with me. Pray this simple prayer. Make Jesus the Lord of your life as you choose to follow him. That prayer sounds like this. Jesus, today... I give my life to you because today, I believe in you. Today, I believe that you died for me. Today, I believe that you rose from the grave so that I could live. So, Jesus, from this day forward, I choose to live. I choose to follow you. I choose to be who you want me to be. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, say amen oh my goodness you know the Bible says this that all of heaven stands to their feet and rejoices because of your decision and as a church we want to rejoice with you we want to celebrate with you we want to walk the journey with you there is a link in the chat or you can go to our website where it says my decision if you would just click on that that link says my decision put in some simple information that's your next step and as your next step we choose to walk with you we choose to believe with you we choose to pray for you because we believe that God's got greater for you so go ahead click that link fill in that information somebody will contact you because we believe that that simply following Jesus is the greatest decision that you can ever make and he's gonna reveal himself to you come on in this moment if you're a brand new believer, or if you just want to celebrate Easter with us, would you just worship? Would you just close your eyes right in your living room, right in your work room, right wherever you are? And just in this moment, the risen King is alive and well. Would you draw close to Him? Would you push fear out of the way and let His presence remove everything? Jesus, we honor you today. We glorify you today. There is nobody like you. Come on, let's worship Him today. If you would like to give to this ministry, simply log on to our website at oceanwaychurch.com or check out our app where you can give as well. Thanks for tuning in and be sure to join us again next week.